Hi, I'm Jane Hilsden, marketing consultant and founder of Dragonfly Marketing. Welcome to this episode of the How To Do Marketing Show, a no-nonsense podcast about marketing for small business. It's our mission at Dragonfly Marketing to put marketing on the agenda for every regionally based small business in Australia. Why? Because we know that when marketing is done properly, it can help your business grow. And we believe small businesses are the backbone of our nation. When your business grows, it benefits not only you and your family, it benefits your whole community. Small businesses create a vibrant and connected economy. We employ local people, we donate to local charities, and we work together to build resilient and thriving regional communities. The How To Do Marketing Show is a podcast just for you and your small business. Bursting with marketing insight and information, this show will be a fabulous resource to help you know all there is to know about the topic of marketing for small business. And now to introduce this episode's guest. Vanessa Lawrence is one of my favourite people in business. She's a personal stylist, but she's just an awesome all-round human being. Her business is called The Style Vibe and she predominantly works with corporate and professional women to help them feel more confident and empowered within themselves by developing their personal style. So how you dress and present yourself in business can be really powerful. It can create a great or a lacklustre first impression. How you dress can reflect on your business's brand. And as Vanessa points out in this discussion, how you dress and feel about the way you look can be really distracting if you are not comfortable with how you feel or look in certain clothes. And now we have Zoom meetings where we can actually be faced with a mirror image of ourselves all day sometimes. We have far more opportunity to scrutinise how we look and that can really affect how we feel. Put your hands up if occasionally you catch yourself looking back at your reflections in, 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 in a Zoom meeting and saying, geez, you know, I really need a haircut or, oh, I don't think these sleeves do much for my arms. It's like it can be really distracting versus the feeling you get when sometimes you might catch a glimpse of yourself looking fabulous and you might think, you go girl. <laughs> Personal styling is not about getting decked in head-to-toe Prada. It's about knowing who you are, who your business and brand are, and reflecting that in how you look and, and subsequently feel. It's about feeling and appearing confident and content in business and in life. So Vanessa has some really practical and inspiring tips to help you achieve this. She's so passionate about what she does and she has helped empower so many women in business to appear as the very best version of themselves. So please enjoy listening to this discussion with Ness. Welcome to the How To Do Marketing Show, Vanessa. Thank you, Jane. I'm so excited to be here this morning. Oh, I'm excited to, that you're here with us as well. I always love chatting to you. I find you so inspirational. So thank you for oh. joining us. And before we start our discussions, um, I'd love you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you and the fabulous work that you do. Okay. So my name is Vanessa Lawrence. I'm a Port Macquarie local. 
I started uh, my business called The Style Vibe about three years ago. It was something that I'd always tiptoed around, uh, always kind of been in fashion and obviously working with people through different industries um, throughout my careers, uh, different careers, should I say, but it was something that I was really passionate about and it wasn't until my children got a little bit older uh, in their teenage years that I actually backed myself and bit the bullet and started my training in Melbourne with Australian Style Institute. Awesome. And you now run a fabulous business called The Style Vibe. And how do you, what does The Style Vibe do? Like how do you you help people? Okay, so primarily I am a personal stylist, personal stylist and also corporate stylist. So that's where I spend the majority of my time. And what that really is, it's about helping uh, women and sometimes men as well really find uh, a confidence within themselves um, to move forward in life through everyday life, just feeling more confident. So that is my primary goal, um, to not only make people look good on the outside, but to make them feel really good on the inside so yeah yeah I love that and I think it's true you know I know when you know I've just had my hair done or if I'm wearing a fabulous outfit or wearing some colors or some great earrings you know I can feel like I I I don't know what the difference is I guess but it just makes me smile and it makes me feel good um, and it lifts my energy that's that's certainly for for me so I completely subscribe prescribe to that Um, now I wanted to preface this this discussion because we are going to talk about how we present ourselves from a, you know, fashion and and style perspective. But I just want to preface the discussion that while we are talking about the the style and the fashion and the exterior looks, let's, let's, let's call it, we know that this is not the only thing that surrounds a person's brand or worth or their qualities. So I just, like, it's not being vain, is, I guess is what we're, no, what we're trying to say. You no, know, dressing for success has been a term that has been used for years yeah. and whether we like it or not, you know, I think there's always going to be an element of humankind that judges a person on first impressions and that first impression may yeah. be influenced by how a person has taken the pride and the effort to present themselves. So we're not necessarily talking about being decked head to toe in in Prada here. You know, we're talking about creating a look that helps you to feel comfortable and confident, as you said, feel good about yourself. But it also tells a bit of a visual story as, you know, as to who you are. Like it gives... Um, it gives you the chance to express yourself, I guess, through through the clothes that you wear and and how you present yourself. So, so as a personal personal stylist, who do you generally work with the most in this area? Okay, so for a long time, it was eighty percent personal. So that would be anybody that's uh, you know going through a transformational period in their lives. Uh, that could be a weight loss or gain. It could be something like a divorce, it could be a new career, anything like that. Uh, More recently, I've noticed a big shift into corporate styling. Uh, I think with everybody now getting online and and the world being such a digital world, uh, Mm -hmm. a lot of people are doing Zoom meetings, you know, uh, everything seems to be online. And whether that's being able to promote your brand through social media, um, now more than ever, your image plays a massive part in your success. 
so I have seen a really big shift towards that, probably more 80% now corporate and 20% personal. Right. And as I said, it is just such, uh, it, it's such an easy way to be able to, uh, I suppose, control your, your brand's image, uh, which is something that's really, really important, I think, particularly with small business and, and entrepreneurs, that we do have the ability to create um, that really nice, solid and consistent branding for our business. Okay. So why do you think personal styling and I guess the effort of making yourself look great is important like why do you think I mean yes we've gone online in the last 18 months but why do you think all of a sudden there, there kind of is this surge um, of people kind of really making an effort to to look great um, and to style themselves and I, and I think this is this is from what I can see it's happening particularly to people in business mm-hmm. but, but why do you think it's important I think uh, well some of the, the biggest reasons I think people contact a personal stylist one is time we all are very time poor so obviously when you have a professional come in it's like any professional service they're skilled at that particular thing they can actually help you save time and save money so for a busy professional time is money so that's the number one Uh, number two I think is people do definitely whether you're in business or not you get into a style rut And that's to do with, and we've spoken about this before, which is your RAS, your reticular activating system. And it's a part of the brain that will keep you safe and it will also keep you going back to the same thing. Now, in terms of being able to build your confidence and perhaps uh, find the confidence to go for a promotion or be noticed in your community uh, if you're opening a new business, they're the things that you really can't be stuck in a style rut for. You really need, it's almost like a toolbox. It's, a, it's you, you know, your clothing is really powerful and it forms part of the toolbox that you'll need to promote yourself, your business and your confidence. So mm-hmm. I think it's, um, it's definitely much more uh, than just what's on the outside. There's a lot to do with your psychology and human behaviour, how people will um, obviously look at you and view you and we do only have a few seconds now to make a first impression thanks to social media our brains have really it used to be a couple of minutes and slowly over the years it's come down and down and we really only have just a few seconds to make a great first impression and obviously we need to be able to show that on the outside before we can get the buy-in for the inside. Yeah look I agree with you there and I think you know I know for me that I have always dressed to be noticed and and I feel really vain saying that. Um, But I think too, like people, people expect marketers to look a certain way. People expect marketers to look bright and colourful and energetic and fashionable and all the rest. And I know that because people say it to me all the time. Like people will say to me, oh my gosh, I love all the colours that you're wearing today. Um, or I love your colourful lipstick or your bright earrings, but I guess that makes sense because you're a marketer. And it's like, well, I guess I'm creative, but, uh, like, there was nothing in the degree that actually said you must dress like a marketer and this is how a marketer dresses. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a marketing thing, but I've just always been interested in fashion. I love bright colours and it just so happens that that I'm I'm a marketer. 
And once you start noticing that people do notice you in the room, so when you do go to networking events or when you do go and speak on stage or when you do, when you are in a crowd and people are saying, I spotted you across the room because you just look so fabulous or the colour orange looks great on you or I you know, couldn't help noticing that beautiful scarf that you're wearing, you're getting noticed, you know. That's absolutely and- right. And... Can I just say, Jane, I've had quite a few clients of mine locally who know you and um, in part of part of our style consultation, it will come up, who is somebody whose style you admire? And I've had quite a few say, Jane, from Dragonfly, I love the way that she uses colour. You know, she's so brave to be able to wear that bright pink lipstick or what have you. So not only do you look great in it, but from a marketing perspective you are getting noticed and and it really fits. And, and I suppose that's what I like to do with my small business owners and particularly women is we really work on that. Like what is your business and what does that stand for? What are your colours? Who are you inside? So it's not just all about finding the best, uh, you know, the brightest pink top or it really needs to be customised to your business and really in essence use those colours and really bring that to life, um, it's just as important as your logo. Your logo, your work, and your per- your personal or professional brand image really just forms a part of your business. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Totally agree with that. Um, and, wow, that's such nice <laughs> feedback. I had no idea that people had, um, had said that to you. That's awesome. Yeah, I feel yeah. very flattered. Yeah, um, yeah and, th- and that's right. And when you think about it, like the definition of brand is it certainly doesn't just sit with your logo and your brochures and the way that, you know, the front of your office looks with the signage. You, you know, for a lot of businesses, particularly in business-to-business or professional services, the humans are a huge part of that brand and you're exactly right, you know, when you're looking to align, you know, how you look and how you present yourself with your industry, um, with your kind of client expectations of, of how perhaps you should present um, and all of those sorts of things. And, and, and it can go the other way as well. Like perhaps you want to be disruptive in your industry. So perhaps in the financial planning industry, you know, there's a whole bunch of people who are wearing brown cardigans and navy suits. Yes, and absolutely. you want to be, yeah, you want to be the person who's just that little bit more adventurous and fun. Quirky, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and maybe that's not something that I would recommend because <laughs> as a financial planner, you have to, you know, really come across as someone who's who's very compliant and and maybe a little bit conservative um so so yeah these sorts of things are the kind of subconscious thoughts that people are having and people aren't necessarily you know some people will come up and comment about what you're wearing but I guess if you're just kind of wearing the everyday as you say I like how you say if you're caught in that kind of style right and you're just kind of you know doing the same thing that you've been doing for years my question about the style right is what, what is a style rut? Like, so say, for example, if I'd been wearing colours for 20 years, is that a style rut because I'm doing the same thing that I've been doing for 20 years? I haven't, by the way. But is that a style rut or is a style rut like you just, you're just kind of buying the average, well, you're not buying, but, you know, you're just kind of dressing in a, you know, in a way that's just um, not really creating any kind of impression? 
Well, I think the best way to um, explain a style rut is any series of clothing or outfits or looks that you've been wearing that don't make you feel confident, okay. beautiful or empowered. So if you're putting things on, if you're putting on your bright pink dress, Jane, and you're feeling like, oh, I'll just wear this again. I've, I'm, I've worn this so many times. I always wear it with those green earrings and, you know, I'm getting a bit sick of myself. That's not really dressing um, to be the best that you can be because you're not getting that confidence. You're not using your clothing as a tool to give you that extra leg up, to give you, you know, we want you to walk past the mirror in the morning and go, wow, I'm wearing my bright pink dress. Today I've got it with a wide black belt and I've just got these new earrings, which, you know, the, you know, and it just kind of gives you that little bit extra, that bit of edge. And, and I think anybody in a style rut will tell you if you've got way too many go-to pieces and it's the same thing as I always wear those pants with that top, I always wear that dress to a wedding or I always, you know, wear this outfit when I go for a job interview, that is kind of a style rut. Mm -hmm. So we really want you to be able to, you know, get playful with the clothes that you own, shop your own wardrobe, add accessories is a really great way to, you know, lift an outfit for not much money. Yeah, I love that. And I love um, from, from both a financial and, a, and an environmental, you know, sustainability kind of approach, the idea of shopping your own wardrobe and seeing how you can kind of mix up pieces that, that you have. And as you said, that might be a little bit stale because you've just done the same thing with them all the time. And I love that, that, that your service, you know, helps to go in and just put that fresh perspective on things and go, okay, yep, I see that you wear that white top with those black pants all the time, but I wonder if you mixed, you know, that black pant with that black top and yeah, put absolutely. this, you know, green belt or whatever because sometimes you just don't even think. And sometimes we're, when we're just in this, like, Monday to Friday, 9 to 5, you know, hamster wheel, we're just, like, we're just doing, you know, we're, we're not doing. being inventive or creative or whatever. And you don't, you sometimes need someone else externally to come in and go, you know, what, yep. what else could we be doing yeah. here? How Let's could we go, be yeah. Absolutely. And it, and it is, it's because we, we are so busy and a lot of the time, particularly for mums as well, there is so many other priorities before we start to think, oh, I wonder what else would go with that pair of black pants. Yes. So I, as I said, as a professional service and a fresh set of eyes, that is something that we can go in and we can actually achieve, um, you know, for you to have a, a, a kind of a different outlook on what is in your wardrobe within a certain amount of time and get that photograph for you and get you that list happening so that you don't have to think about that. Yeah. So that you can actually go into your wardrobe and go, okay, I spent some time with Vanessa We've, we've worked out that no longer am I wearing those black pants and a white top. I've now got four different tops that go with those black pants and I know which earrings match as well. So when I've got to go to little Johnny's um, presentation at the school after work, I know exactly what I'm going to wear. Yeah. And look, that's what we need as particularly as small business owners. We just need ease and convenience 100%. I completely agree. Now, do you have any stories that you can share, of course, anonymously, of clients that have invested in, in themselves and got some of this kind of personal styling advice 
and they've experienced noticeable results. Again, not just in terms of, of looking better, because I'm sure they would look 100%, um, I shouldn't say better, but, you know, I'm sure they would look amazing, um, but more so just in terms of, like, gaining that confidence that you talk about. Yeah, look, I, I get a lot of good feedback from from most of my clients, actually. I'm really proud to say that. One that really sticks out to me, which is one of my first clients, really, some time ago, and she won't mind me sharing her name. Her name's Crystal Kinsella Christie. And uh, she is a fabulous female, uh, proud Aboriginal entrepreneur who is a mother of three. And she contacted me for a corporate uh, wardrobe edit some time ago. She just had her little bub, Cohen, and he was about, oh, I think he was about four weeks old. Uh, so Crystal is, uh, I, I actually can't even rattle, rattle off the amount of amazing things she does. But for this particular um, event, she was going down to Parliament House, um, which was a really big thing, particularly after being on maternity leave for, for so long. We did a session together. We decked her out in a beautiful uh, a white suit, um, red lips, just really some really beautiful, you know, corporate but classic accessories. And I remember getting a text message from her either halfway through the day or at the end of the day just saying, I walked into that room, I got so many compliments, I had felt really nervous. This was my first event going back to work. And although she's a super confident lady, she, after that amount of time away from that kind of environment, she had feelings of self-doubt and, and, and the things that we do after having a, a period of time off or something happens in our life. So getting a message to say that she walked in there and, and got so many compliments and just felt instantly like her old, strong self again was really just concreted, I think, for me, the power of clothing and what clothing can do. Uh, so, so that was a, a fabulous story. I mean, there's, I could share so many with you because it really does, um, it, it really isn't about working with the outside. It is really about working what's, you know, on the inside and bringing that to life, getting all of those, getting all of Crystal's skills and her body shape and perhaps what she was going to be doing for that day, not just you know, going into Parliament House to represent, but she was also going to be travelling quite a bit. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of different factors to a great outfit. There's budget to consider, um, breathability, you know, environmentally friendly for, for some people is very, very important, Australian made. So these are all things that we really kind of deep dive into during a, a style consultation to make sure that not only do you look your best, but you're actually really feeling your very best self and, and in line with, with your morals, your budget and everything else that goes along with it. Oh, my God. I love that story about Crystal. And I do know Crystal and she achieves some amazing things. And you're so right because she does come across as, as very confident um, but you're absolutely, you know, I think we all have that imposter syndrome lurking inside of us and we all have that fear and self-doubt and that's it when we've hopped off the, you know, the train for a little while and and been out of that that loop where everyone's, you know, kind of running a completely different life to you when you're stuck in baby land, yes. you're in a very, very different place than, than Parliament House and, and representing in Parliament House. 
it gave me goosebumps when you were talking about how confident that made her feel um, for that kind of, um, I guess, entrance back into into Absolutely. her into her work. That's awesome. That's such a good good story. And like, there's part of me that goes, I like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the fact that we should look good to feel good. Do you know what I mean? Like there's part of me that's a bit torn to go, well, why do we need to look good, you know, for us to, to, to feel good? And, and I don't know, you know, why shouldn't we just be so happy with our brains and our, I don't know, like there's part of me that says that, but I know that, I mean, I just love the fun of it. For me, it's art. Do you know what I mean? Like for me, it's creative and it's art and um, I'm not trying to look like a catwalk model. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to present myself in the way that I feel on the inside. So I feel colourful and I I want to feel confident and I want to make an impression. So I do that by dressing on the outside. But I I don't know, I just always go, but is that like right? (laughs) I think um, well, one of the reasons that I've noticed, you know, over the years with, with, with that particular kind of struggle is that when we get dressed up and we feel good about ourselves, there's something in the back of our brain that actually gives us a break for the day. So instead of waking up and thinking, you know, I look, I look like crap, geez, I'm overweight, God, I hate my hair like this, I wish I never wore this skirt, I knew it was too big or too small and now I'm just uncomfortable Part of the day really becomes about focusing on yourself. You just can't help it. You're fidgeting if you're wearing a, an ill-fitting top or something in a, you know, in a bad fabric that's making you sweat, you know, particularly around that like, menopause time and you're constantly fiddling with yourself and worrying about yourself. What happens is when you create a comfortable, stylish and an outfit that really is you, you give yourself a break. You're no longer worried about yourself and you are so much more open to your conversations, opportunities. You, <clears throat> you're just more present in the day. And I think that's why getting dressed up and feeling good is actually so good for you because it actually does then have a flow-on effect to other people. And I think that's the beautiful thing about fashion. <laughs> Oh, I love that. And I couldn't agree more. And when you were describing that distraction of being worried about how you look, like sometimes I think to myself, imagine if I spent the time thinking about smart, clever, you know, problem-solving solutions that I did thinking about, oh, shit, do my arms look really fat in this? You know, and I think there's something with Zoom as well, and I wonder if this has been you know, a contributor to to people kind of really being really self-aware with how they look. Just like you and I are doing now, when you're in a Zoom meeting, you're faced with the mirror image of yourself. Yeah. So I'm seeing myself for an hour talking to you, even though you try not to look at yourself, you keep looking back. And you, like, if you're in something that's distract, you are, you're looking back and going, oh, my, you know, my arms or this doesn't, or busting out of the top or whatever. And, and you're noticing things, you know, about yourself. I wonder if it's because we've got this mirror image shining back at us now going, you know, Jane, you should really just put on some makeup. <laughs> you know, bring out your features a little bit. Oh. Oh, you really need a haircut, Jane. Whereas before Zoom and before we spent so much time looking at ourselves, 
we'd just get dressed in the morning, we'd look at ourselves for two minutes as we ran out the, the door and that is it. That's all we would see for the rest of the day. And now it's like if you're in a Zoom, you know, frenzy for, mm. for, for eight hours, you're just sitting there looking at a reflection of yourself. I wonder if that's got something to do with it. Well, look, I think it probably does because, you know, you can't help. It's like you go past a mirror. You're probably going to look in it. You're wanting to check in with yourself. You're wanting to give yourself that reassurance that, no, it's okay. You know, I don't have food on my mouth or whatever the case may be. One of the things that's really great uh, and a really, really easy thing that everybody out there can do is just get together a few Zoom blouses or Zoom, Zoom looks. And it's so easy Get some great blouses, colours that suit you, something with a bit of detail, you know, a bit of interest, nothing too crazy, no tribal patterns because if you work for a big company and there's 40 of you guys on a Zoom, it's no one's going to know where, where to look. Just really keep it simple, colours, fabrics that are really nice and comfortable, that, you know, you feel comfortable, that are breathable in and easily just team it up with some little glitzy earrings or something that something that makes you feel good about you. So at least if you do have to look at yourself and maybe your trick too, Jane, a bit of bright lippy never goes astray. And if you set these things up, if you have four or five of these in your wardrobe ready to go, you're never going to have a problem. You're never going to have that problem of, quick, I've got to get into a Zoom. What am I going to wear? And your buttons are undone, like, you know, done up incorrectly or half your, your collars up and down or whatever the case may be. So, yeah, definitely get onto a Zoom blouse or a Zoom look. Oh, my God, I love the Zoom blouse and I think it's a really, really good point about the, the detail because it gives, gives people, you know, I guess, oh, it, it just makes that nice little kind of artistic, it gives it that little bit of an artistic touch. A bit of your personality. That's right. I totally agree about the earrings too. So I, and I'm not wearing them today because I've been in a, in a rush and I've had my hair cut and it's never good to wear those big colourful earrings when you're getting your hair dyed, actually, I've got to, got, got to admit. Um, but usually, like when I turn up to um, online networking events and those sorts of things and you've got, you know, you're in a sea of potentially 40 to 50, maybe, you know, 20 or 30 different people, like if you're in that gallery Zoom yeah. um, and with a lot of online networking events, you're actually introducing yourself and you get, you know, five minutes of a spotlight on yourself. Mm -hmm. and I must say every single time I go to those, I'll wear the, the lippy or the, the earrings and people notice them. Like you'll get chats, oh, my yes. God, I love your earrings. And now because I've been kind of turning up to the, to the same networks, networking events regularly, mm -hmm. I'm renowned for them. So they've actually started to become these earrings and lipsticks, which, to be honest, like I always wore, but they were mm -hmm. only like a tiny part, I guess, of, of what I wore. But they've become quite renowned to the point if I turn up to some of these events and don't have the lippy on, I get the comment in the chat, where's the lippy, Jane? Yes. <laughs> where's the earrings, Jane? It's yeah, absolutely because that is it's, it's like your signature it's, it's your signature, signature thing yeah and I think um, like I've said particularly with with small business owners um, and anybody you know maybe even in a, a, a like the creative industry or management positions things like that where people are actually looking up to you on a consistent basis or, or you know wanting information wanting inspiration from you it's really important that you actually give them the respect it doesn't matter that it's via Zoom. It's about if you were going to meet those people face-to-face, -face, you would get dressed up and you would, you know, show up as the best version of yourself. 
Now, just because we might be sitting, you know, on the laptop or, you know, in our in our home office, I still believe that it's a very, very important part of business and just as a human being to, to show up neat and tidy, present yourself well and really show someone that you've made an effort to be there with them and I think that's a beautiful thing. Oh, I could not agree more. And I have to share a story. When I first started in the corporate world, so I'd literally just got out of university and I, for whatever reasons why, but I was a bit of a dag kind of going through school and university. Like I think, you know, and this isn't a comment necessarily on my friends, but but I just I think that just the wider circle of, of living in Bathurst, you know the, the, the saying, you are the, the average of the, the sum of the five people that yes. you spend the most time with. Anyway, so coming from Bathurst and, and having probably not had a lot of money and, and not a lot of exposure to, you know, stylish people and how people dress in the city and those sorts of things, I, I came to Sydney and I had a couple of cheap suits, but I started at this quite, you know, prestigious corporate um, recruitment firm. Anyway, I had a couple of, of, of suits and everything, so that was fine. And you kind of start to get to notice you know, that everybody else in the office is like, doesn't just have the two same suits that they wear to work every single day. They've actually got like five or, you know, maybe even more and all these fabulous accessories and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, gradually I was like, oh, okay, I might have to invest a bit more money in some of my my workwear. And like, I would wear flats because I don't know, like I'd just never really been around anyone that had worn heels and my, my mum never wore makeup and she wasn't a big jewellery person. So like I was I was quite plain. I, w- I would dress quite plainly, if if you like. And um, I remember actually coming into work, and again, just probably from going to uni and that that kind of thing, just hadn't really ever worried about my hair. Like my hair's always been straight. I just wash it, get out of the shower. And I remember coming into the office one day, and um, my boss was just in a really really bad mood, and she was a pretty direct person. And I remember I came to the office and I was chatting to her about something, and she was like, "And Jane, for goodness' sake, go away and brush your hair. You look like you've been dragged through a bush backwards." She was English, and like I, I didn't burst into tears in front of her. <laughs> like I walked away into the bathroom and just burst into tears. I was like, "Oh my god!" And I think because it was like. This was the first time I'd realised that, oh, shit, yeah, you know, that that I probably do need to start, you know, not just like at uni and school, you can just brush your hair and get out of bed and it doesn't matter. Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, and uh, you know, obviously she was very apologetic after that, but I've always remembered that and it's exactly to what you were saying there's a level of professionalism that comes with how you present yourself. And if everybody else is dressing in that fashion, it's not being different. It's that's the benchmark, you know, that's what's expected. And she would have been worried that I was reflecting negatively on their brand, you know, and at that stage I was, I was still only a, a graduate, uh, like an in, not an intern, but, you know, they have a graduate program. So I was in my first year. I wasn't going out to see clients at that stage. But if, but I, you know, thank goodness she said that to me because I couldn't have got, you know, that would have, that would have been a little bit awkward having gone out and, and, and done that. Yeah. So 
on that, like it's not just the clothes side of things that, that we're talking about here, is it? it? It's really looking at things like the hair and the makeup and and I guess like really the briefcase that you bring. Absolutely, yeah. So I think it's um, style is, is actually a, a, a lot of different things. It's definitely not about a garment. That is absolutely not true. So it will be about a look. So for me, a look is, you know, made up of more than two things. So obviously we need to wear pants and we need to wear a top. We need that for privacy and we also (laughs) need it for warmth. But that's not really a look. So when we create a look, we look at adding individual pieces that gives us an opportunity to express our personal style. So that's adding a blazer, a scarf, earrings, a watch, a ring, a belt, you know, heels or no heels, a trench, whatever those extra pieces will be to actually create your own personal style. And then, of course, beyond that, we do then start looking at our hair and makeup and even our nails, for instance, depending on what kind of role you're in. So if you're in a customer-facing role where you are uh, kind of using the FPOS machine quite a lot. So just say you're working at a, a retail boutique or something like that. Now, I think it's really important that not only do you have, you know, a, a beautiful outfit that suits your personality, but it's also really important that down to that very last touch when that customer is having that experience and she's bought an item and she's you're popping that through the FPOS machine, that your nails are nice and neat and clean and tidy. You know, it's an overall package and I think... It's, yes, it's about being polished, but I think more than anything, it's about being professional. And I truly believe when you really love what you do, it's, you will actually go to those lengths to give yourself every opportunity to be the very best you can be. So you might have gone to uni for four years. You know, you might not uh, be financially able to spend money on five suits, but you know that you would need to invest in five suits over time. And because you're passionate about what you do, you know that an education or um, your uh, networking connections or all of those things, they all need to come in together. We can't just rely on one particular thing. Although, you know, there's plenty of successful people out there that uh, dressing well is not a priority. And I totally get that. And some days when I'm in the office in my creative kind of mode, there's nothing more that I love than being a dag. There is absolutely a time and a place for everything. But I really do think for the, for the most part, let's go with the 80-20 rule in business, uh, at events, when you're putting yourself out there and you, you're doing all of that hard work behind the scenes, getting dressed and really showing up as the best version of yourself gives you that little bit extra and, and you really deserve it because, you know, you deserve to be noticed. Um, and I think it's, yeah, it's a really easy way to, to build your business. Oh, I think that's such a good point. And can I just say for the record, I go to the same gym as Ness and I see her when she turns up in her gym clothes. <laughs> there is no, And I've even seen her when I reckon that, that she's in the daggy clothes she's talking about. This woman, this woman could wear a paper bag and not look daggy. So, so I think you get oh, away with wearing kind, absolutely anything. <laughs> So if you were going to provide some styling advice to a professional or or anyone who is looking for some personal styling so that they could present more professionally for work, um, 
Is there any kind of must-follow advice? Like is there the standard kind of top five top tips or does it completely depend on the individual and how each individual wants to express themselves? Look, I personally believe, and stylists are a bit like doctors and they're a bit like every other professional service. There's a stylist out there for everyone. It just depends what you're wanting out of that particular person. For me, I like to look at each individual. I like to look at whereabouts you're working, what your lifestyle's like. You know, if your corporate clothes may be able to be used back with some of your weekend wear. Um, I like to look at your your company or your business as a whole and look at what kind of colours. I like you to talk to me about what words represent you as a person and then maybe what words represent your existing personal style. So there is so many different things and I I, I really believe that to get the, the best value out of, it, out of your time with a personal stylist, it's really important to have those one-on-one, that really in-depth conversation because we are all really different. Obviously, there are, you know, a hundred different body shapes out there, all of them beautiful, but all of them different. We all have different priorities. Some people, uh, obviously, it might be we've got children or we're in the process of buying a home and money's really tight. So potentially um, good quality garments may not be at the top of your list. However, you still want to look on trend and you still like to purchase new items, but they may have to be from a different, um, you know, a lower end store to give you that look. On the same note, if you were really conscious about the environment, perhaps you would go like to go and shop at secondhand stores. I mean, you can get some great pieces from a secondhand store. And if that's the way that uh, your priorities sit, then that is absolutely something we can do. So it really does depend on the individual and it depends on what you really want to get out of your session with a stylist. Yeah, 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 I love that. And it makes completely sense. Uh, It makes complete sense. So apart from looking a million bucks, what are some of the additional benefits that someone might experience when they invest in a bit bit of personal styling? There are so so many. I think I've said this before, but there are so many um, positive spin-offs to working with a stylist. Yes, you're going to look fabulous, of course, but basically my favourite thing that I love more than anything is like what we were speaking about before. You actually make the day not about yourself and you are so much more open to other people and opportunities. And that can even be with your children. Something really beautiful happens when I work with ladies who have particularly teenage daughters and the mum really starts to value and invest in herself And maybe the kids go without new pyjamas at Easter time and only get chocolate eggs maybe this Easter because she's decided she's going to spend that money. She normally buys, spends on on, um, purchasing new pyjamas for all of the kids and the husband and Peter Alexander or whatever they are. She's actually going to use those funds to invest in herself. All of a sudden, the teenagers or the teenage daughter, particularly of what what I've seen, really starts to notice her mum and really starts to go, wow, mum, you are beautiful. I've never seen you do this before because guess what? Mum's always last on the list. Mum's always tired. Mum's always whinging that the kids didn't actually appreciate the fact that she went and bought those $200 worth of pyjamas for all of the children. So there's, there's a beautiful connection that never would have happened 
same thing with the husband and one of the I just get so excited about this when I get messages from ladies husbands saying thank you so much she walked in like she was off pretty woman they, they take pictures of their wives and send them to me. And I feel it's kind of a little bit awkward, but it is just, it's just so fabulous. And then, of course, I run around the house and show my husband, you know, the picture that the husband showed me because it's just so fabulous. So this uh, personal styling just opens up so many beautiful pathways to just be more present and confident and empowered within yourself. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I had goosebumps from, from both of those stories. I think that is, is such a great point, particularly about mums, because you're absolutely right. Often put last on the list, you know, don't prioritize us, uh, you know, ourselves. Um, I think it sets a really good example for our daughters and our sons that it is important to invest in yourself, that it is important to take pride in how you look because that's that's role modelling. So you can talk about it until the cows come home, but actually doing it is 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 something that um, that, that speaks far far louder than words. I love the fact that the husbands send you photos and so that is so gorgeous. I love that. Yeah, there's there's some great, bloody great reasons to invest in it. Are there any mistakes that people can uh, can avoid when they're actually going, okay, I'm going to invest in, in getting my, you know, personal style zhuzhed? What mistakes could people avoid? Uh, some of the biggest things I believe is, um, ill-fitting clothing so it might be from Kmart or it might be from Country Road it doesn't matter if it doesn't fit you're really doing yourself a disservice a lot of us like to think well oh well I'll buy this now and it's a little bit tight but I am I've just joined the gym and in six months time you know I, I'm going to be more trim and this is going to feel great really big mistake I always say buy for what suits you now Obviously, denim is a piece that will give a little bit, so that's that's great. And any any kind of fabrics with a bit of lycra in them are also good if you if you are going through that transitional period. Uh, one of the things I would say, if you are moving towards that, those staple pieces um, like like a pair of jeans, like a good quality white shirt, blazer, things like that. If you're moving through a transitional stage of say 12 months with weight gain or loss, something like that, um, I would suggest that you buy on the lower end of the market, get yourself through the, the period you, you would like to and then really invest in, in, a, in those good quality pieces. But So, yeah, definitely ill-fitting clothing, um, cuts and things that don't always serve your body. So I know for a lot of ladies uh, that I've worked with, Two of the major problem areas what that you know they kind of focus on is their tummy and their arms. So with that, over goes the, the kind of tent style tops because they think they're actually hiding it. A lot of the times these tops finish uh, around the hip, uh, around the bum and the hip. So it's causing that, that line of effect, so to speak. So when somebody looks at you, and the line is actually at your widest or, or the point where you actually don't want people to see, you, you're really uh, giving people permission to, that's where I want you to look because that's where the top stops. Um, so just making sure that you really understand what styles suit your body shape 
and then obviously using accessories to lift that eye up from that area and getting people to focus more on your beautiful face or your lovely chest area or, you know, whatever that whatever part you're feeling most confident and comfortable to show um, is where we want to lift the eye. So the eye will go wherever you tell it to, to, to basically. Yeah. Oh, gosh, that's such good points. I remember when I was a teenager and, of course, you'd read Dolly magazine and all the models were, of course, you know, size six and, you know, glamazons. And so all the trends, of course, all the fashion trends, of course, then reflected those, those, those body types. And I remember, you know, I'd go shopping in Sydney and I'd go to Sports Girl and I'd see, you know, the little demi-tar tops, which I think are, are back in fashion now. But I've just never had a tummy that will suit a demi-tar top. Like, it, it's just never been my, my body type thing. But you would just, you would have the picture of the models that it looks good in your head, you know, you would see it on the mannequins and the, the, and still to this day, and, you know, it took me a long time of, of spending a lot of money on wearing clothes that I never, ever felt comfortable wearing because, of course, I'd put them on, look at myself in the mirror and go, oh, God, you don't look like the model that was wearing that <laughs> in the shop. But still to this day, you know, but I think particularly with, with, with shopping online, you'll see something that catches your eye. It will look amazing. And you have to physically stop yourself and go, that looks amazing on the six foot tall size eight, Jane. How's it going to look on the five, you know, five foot seven curvaceous body? It's not going to be the same fit. You have to have that conversation with yourself all the time. You do. And I think for a lot of women as well, you know, we all get so easily led by the retailers. So retailers will bring out, you know, whatever their campaign is for the season. And so as we're going through those shopping centres, we're saying, okay, I really need to invest in something bright orange because orange is really in this season. Okay, I'm going to need a, a plaid blazer because that that's, you know, they're everywhere. But for you and for your colouring and for your body shape, maybe you don't need a plaid blazer. Maybe you need a, a cropped jacket in a bold colour. So all of these things as we're walking through these and we're really just getting led by what what these big, um, big companies are, are telling us we need to buy. And, and I see that in wardrobes. I see definite seasonal picks that have not been uh, best suited to my client, but have, they've really been forced to do that um, through just visualisation of, of um, you know, on that shopping experience. So, and once again, that's why it's important and um and, and you really get that value out of a stylist because they actually work with you for about three hours before you even hit the shops. You know, they're in your wardrobe having a look at what works for you and what doesn't and, and looking at your colouring. So when you hit the shops, you're in control. You're saying, I don't give a crap if bright orange is in at the moment. I know bright orange and puff sleeve is not for me. We've been down that road and I'm looking for X, Y, Z. So it's really empowering for a woman to know how to shop with purpose. Um, once again, it saves you time, it saves you money, and it gives you an opportunity to make sure that every single one of your items in your wardrobe actually goes back with more than one or two things. And it's a little challenge I like to give people. How many different ways can you wear this top? It might take you a half an hour to try it on with different skirts or jeans or pants, adding different belts and earrings. But let's just see how much mileage you can get out of this one top and, and how many different looks you can make. 
Yes. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So practical, stylish and practical. <laughs> so on trends, are there any that we should be looking at? I mean, obviously, take heeding your advice that, you know, don't just buy it because it is a great segue, was it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if there, there are some trends that the general population might like to know about, what, what are that, what's coming up? Okay, absolutely. So bold colours, you're going to be so happy about this, Jane. Bold colours, so really bright blue and the hot pink, bold and green as well, so that's good. Buttery hues, so this, um, like the beautiful buttery yellows, chocolates as well. Nudes have been in for a while and they're kind of staying here for a bit. Uh, feather trims, so a little bit of feather is, uh, is there in the more high fashion kind of area. Uh, statement prints, so zebra. Uh, so leopard's been in and out and in and out. I don't think it'll ever go away, but zebra is, um, is definitely on its way back in. Knee-high boots, they seem to roll around every winter. Uh, apparently white knee-high boots this year, but uh, that might be for the extra extroverts. I don't know how um, comfortable they would be in the office, but anyway, each to their own. Uh, <laughs> loungewear has been huge, as we know, thanks to COVID. So what we're seeing some of the designers actually do is to pair those tracky pants back with blazers and heels and actually making it practical but stylish and comfortable. So go figure. Uh, and then the other one that is going to be um, pretty popular this winter particularly is shackets. So it's a combination of a shirt, like a collared shirt, and a jacket. And they're called shackets. You've got to see a lot of them in uh, like plaids and um, like a wool wool blend so quite thick thicker than a shirt but not as not as thick as a blazer so right right okay shackets okay i have never heard of that but i tell you what ness i'm always wary of a fat of an of a clothing item that has the com combined <laughs> name like the last one was scorts yes <laughs> And I like, there's something about the name Scorts that I just think, I don't care how good looking it is. I can't buy a pair of Scorts <laughs> because I'm not saying I'm wearing a pair of Scorts. I'm just not saying that. So Shackets <laughs> is a bit the same. Like it's, yes, it's a very, uh, I've seen a few in Zara over uh, last week when I was in Sydney and it's that very kind of lumberjack style as well. So probably not suited to a lot of people's, styles but it's definitely out there and I think it's I think it actually forms part of that whole loungewear uh, existence so because people are wearing less structured garments and they really are moving into more of that comfortability I think perhaps that's where the blazers dropped off or the jackets dropped off but you want something more than a shirt so some someone's combined the two and and you will see them in store this winter Oh, there we go. Look out for the shackets, everybody. In fact, a shacket would be pretty perfect for the Port Macquarie climate, really, wouldn't it? Because you sometimes a jacket's just a little bit too heavy. It doesn't get that cold here. So maybe maybe we'll be seeing a few shackets around Port Mac Ness <laughs> over the next six months. I would say so. I could I could sit here chatting to you all day. I'm loving these these tips and this insight. 
Um, and I just love your whole philosophy. I love that you're so driven to make people feel good about themselves. This is not about feeding the, the, the fashion industry and the fast fashion industry and getting people to buy more um, and, and having people kind of obsess about the way they look for the way they look. It's, it is purely driven by um, helping people to make, you know, feel better about themselves. And I just think anyone who's doing that in the world is making this world a better place. So thank you for going up and doing that. And if people would like to get in touch with you, find out more about you, where can they find you, Ness? Okay, so thank you very much for that beautiful wrap too, Jane. That was lovely and I love working with you and talking to you as well. Uh, so people can find me on www.thestylevibe.com.au or on Instagram at thestylevibe underscore or if you prefer Facebook, it's The Style Vibe by Vanessa Jane. Awesome. And I definitely recommend, I um, see all of your, well, not all of them, obviously, but I see a lot of your stuff on Instagram. You have an awesome social media presence. Um, and I know you do some fabulous work. We've, we've heard about some of that today. Um, so if anyone is feeling like they need to enhance their personal brand a bit and invest in themselves with a bit of personal styling, um, I can 100% recommend Vanessa. So thank you so much again for today, Ness. And um, we look forward to seeing more of your brilliance in the future. Thank you so much, Jane. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the How To Do Marketing Show. Hey, if you're really enjoying these episodes and feel like they are helping you become a better marketer, head into your podcast app and hit subscribe. That way you won't miss an episode and the marketing goodness will just keep flowing in. And if you know a small business owner who you think might also find this episode helpful or any of the other episodes helpful, please grab a screenshot of the episode and send it over to them. And of course, I always love to hear back from you in the form of ratings and review. It uh, helps other businesses find the podcast and it also makes me smile. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, everybody, happy marketing. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 